Hey, Crypt Keepers, I want to tell you about our affiliation with Parabox. Parabox is a t-shirt subscription box with a twist. Each month, you'll receive a new paranormal soft style tee and info card about that month's theme. The shirt and card will contain clues to finding a hidden password for use on their website. Correct entries get entered in a raffle for free gear. They're pretty dope shirts with designs about all your favorite paranormal stuff like Black Eyed Kids, Bigfoot, Nazca Lines. Uh, my favorite is a cool Battle of Los Angeles tee. The designs are actually silk screened onto a soft style tee and we all know those are super comfortable. From the moment you open your pair box, you'll be so engrossed by the t-shirt, you'll forget there's a puzzle built into it. Each shirt contains a secret password. It can be in the form of codes, ciphers, riddles, numbers, images, or other hidden gems. Have fun exploring the design and putting the pieces together to figure out where to go next. You can find the link in the show notes and we get a little kickback when you sign up for the box, so we would really appreciate it too. Your task is not to seek for love but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it, Rumi. Welcome, Crypt Keepers. Welcome to the dark side in another episode of Cryptique. I'm joined as always by a man who reuses Q-tips. Ryan, what's up? <laughs> now that one I take offense to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most random and oddly specific <laughs> intro. <laughs> uh, not a lot, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. We've got a big show today. We've got a lot to cover, so we're probably just going to cruise through a lot of it unless there's something you know funny or poignant or something that we we need to bring up so we are ready to roll tell them what they need to know well if they would it would be very helpful if you would please share these episodes on your favorite social media sites it's a huge benefit to us like subscribe you know to this on whatever your favorite podcast platform is and if you'd like to check out my other show movie hell I would appreciate that as well. All right. With the business taken care of, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we are talking about incels. And I just wanted to point out, so we don't have to say this a hundred times, there's a lot of names that we may struggle with, and there's some terms that Ryan probably knows, but I may struggle with, so bear with us. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Incel, an abbreviation of involuntary celibate, or sometimes incels, is an ideology, an online subculture, an identity, an online community, and or a movement characterized by public displays of sexual and or romantic frustration. No, that that is right. <coughs> oh my god. If you clear your throat, it'll make it better. Woof. <laughs> I gotta get a woof in there. The incel war discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Discussions in Reddit related or derived incel forums have been characterized by hatred, misogyny, misanthropy, self-pity, self-loathing, racism, a sense of entitlement to sex, and the endorsement of violence against women and sexually active people. During 2018, the American Southern Poverty Law Center, or SPLC, described the incel community as, quote, part of the online male supremacist ecosystem, and said... They included it in their list of hate groups. Incels have been described as mostly male, mostly white, and mostly heterosexual. Since 2014, multiple mass killings have been perpetrated by self-identified incels, as well as other instances of violence or attempted violence. After the 2018 Toronto van attack, incel communities have been repeatedly criticized by researchers in the media for being misogynistic, encouraging violence, spreading extremist views, and radicalizing their members. A statistical analysis of the largest incel forum shows 400 forum accounts made 75% of all forum posts during all of 2021 and most of 2022. Uh-oh, I just accidentally scrolled away because my mouse is super sensitive. I, I was laughing at the part where you said, my mouse is super sensitive. <laughs> it is. I, I set this, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The first website to use the term incel was founded during the 1990s, although media is conflicted on whether this occurred during 1993 or 1997. The website was founded by a Canadian university student known only by her first name, Alana. She created the website to discuss her sexual inactivity with others. Titled Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project, the website was used by people of all genders to share their thoughts and experiences. During 1997, she started a mailing list on the topic that used the abbreviation INVCEL, later shortened to INCEL, for anybody of any gender who was lonely, had never had sex, or who hadn't had a relationship in a long time. During her college years and after, Alana realized she was bisexual and became more comfortable with her identity. She stopped participating in her online project around 2000 and gave the site to a stranger. In 2018, Alana said of her project, quote, it definitely wasn't a bunch of guys blaming women for their problems. It, it seems like, you know, she kind of started it off as a place to vent and stuff like that. And it, you know, she definitely couldn't have seen what was on the way. Right, right. That's a pretty sad version of this phenomena that's happening today. Things have changed in the last 20 years, end quote. When she read about the 2014 Isla Vista killings and that parts of the incel subculture glorified the perpetrator, she wrote, Like a scientist who invented something that ended up being a weapon of war, I can't uninvent this word, nor restrict it to the nicer people who need it. She expressed regret at the change in usage from her original intent of creating an inclusive community for people of all genders who are sexually deprived due to social awkwardness, marginalization, or mental illness. The message board loveshy.com was founded in 2003 as a place for people who felt perpetually rejected or were extremely shy with potential partners to discuss their situations. It was less strictly moderated than its counterpart, Incel Support, which was also founded in the 2000s. While Incel Support welcomed men and women and banned misogynistic posts, Loveshy's user base was overwhelmingly male. Over the next decade, the membership of Loveshy.com and online fringe right-wing communities like 4chan increasingly overlapped. Now, <clears throat> did you ever use 4chan or did you have friends who used it? No. Is it, is it fringe right-wing 
like it's I being mean, presented here? I mean, it seems like it, it's almost an attack on 4chan, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that hasn't been my experience, not that I've used it a bunch. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I have mainly through, like, I have used an app that allows you to view 4chan posts, like memes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of it as having any particular political leanings. Mm -hmm. But I was curious. I remember the whole thing of, like, Pepe the Frog, which is an old 4chan meme being, you know, a right wing thing or whatever. But it was just a meme. Yeah. Doesn't define the whole. Yeah, the whole platform. I mean, there definitely was like, like edgy kind of dark humor on there. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff that people would do just to like kind of get a rise. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. I'm not a, I'm not a 4chan user, but it's one of those things. It's like the birds aren't real thing. There are people who think that that's a real like movement conspiracy. Or... Yeah. And it's just a joke. Like people sell yeah. t-shirts and I have, I have an employee who proudly wears a birds on real t-shirt cause it's her favorite like joke conspiracy. And every mm -hmm. once in a while, somebody's like, that's so stupid. Like what's wrong with people. And it's like, it's a joke, bro. Mm -hmm. I think the news, like the news media, like traditional mm -hmm. is really quick to latch onto things and try to make something out of nothing. Well, they try and make it as, as exciting. Flashy and, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why you see headlines that really have nothing to do with the article. You know, they'll be like, so-and-so political figure admits to child pornography. And then the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the article will be like, well, they admitted that there was a problem with child pornography in America. And it's like, well, yeah. the headline sounded like, you know, this political figure was busted with child pornography and it's just it, it's you know i don't know catch and release <laughs> mm -hmm. you know they they hook you with something and then you realize that it was a bullshit headline and you've wasted five minutes of your time so i don't know i mean it's definitely it's definitely flashier to say you know oh all of 4chan is racist and horrible and trump supporters mm -hmm. and whatever else than to say you know, one or two people used mm -hmm. Pepe the Frog, which is a meme that's been around for like 20 years to make some political commentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a oh, lot faster to say the whole platform's terrible than to say, hey, like a couple of people on this platform post the political views we don't agree with. Right, exactly. And and if now, if you don't agree with political views, they're fucking extremist one way or the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's terminology being used to manipulate the masses as opposed to, you know, trying to present both sides of something or trying to present something that kind of gives, I guess, a background and story of something, which is what, what we try and do, right? Right. All right. In the 2000s, incel communities became more extremist as they adopted behaviors common on forums like 4chan and Reddit, where extremist posts were encouraged as a way to achieve visibility. As a pretty frequent user of Reddit, I don't know that I agree with extremist posts. Yeah. But anyway. Well, are they saying that, are they saying that like 4chan and Reddit promote these posts, or are they saying other incels promote, you know, these extremist 
It sounds like they're saying that the platforms encourage it. Yeah, and I don't believe that at all. Yeah, because the top posts are never extreme in any particular way. Like the most extreme political post I saw yesterday was somebody took a picture of a roll of toilet paper in like, I don't know, Germany or something. And it it was every square had Putin's face stamped on it. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. That's about as edgy as it got yesterday, at least on like the top post. I'm sure there's, I know there are communities where they're posting like really edgy stuff or whatever, but it's not the things that are going to the top. Right, right. Tell us about Bruce Hoffman. According to Bruce Hoffman and colleagues writing in Studies in Conflict and Terrorism, as edgy and extremist statements became more prevalent in incel communities, so too did extremist trolling and shitposting. I'm so glad I got to say that. (laughs) <laughs> the r incel subreddit a forum on the website reddit later became a particularly active incel community it was known as a place where men blamed women for their inceldom sometimes advocated for rape or other forms of violence and were misogynistic and often racist if somebody is promoting rape they need to be taken down and banned from the platform immediately I mean, that is something that is absolutely unacceptable and people should have a right to express their views. But if you're advocating for rape, then I I mean, I think there should be some sort of, you know, penalty or repercussion. If you put out a post that says something, you know, along the lines of, hey, if if you can't, you know, get a woman tonight, maybe you should take one. Or something like that. You know what I mean? That's that's a totally different post than an expression or a view. You know what I mean? It's it's literally worse than yelling fire in a crowded theater, in my mind. But right, right. On October twenty fifth, twenty seventeen, Reddit announced a new policy that prohibited content that encourages, glorifies, incites, or calls for violence or physical harm against an individual or a group of people. And on November 7th of 2017, banned the r subreddit under the policy's purview. At the time of the ban, the community had around 40,000 members. So, do you want to get into some of these subreddits? Let's do it. The incel community continued to inhabit Reddit in other subreddits, such as on the subreddit r-braincells. There's going to be a lot of terminology used here, so just bear with us. So... Another subreddit is R Brain Cells. Although the tone of the subreddit was similar to R Incels, moderators of the R Brain Cells forum said that they did not endorse, support, or glorify violence or violent people, a distinction they made from the subject matter of its predecessor that resulted in its being banned from Reddit. The R Brain Cells subreddit was banned later, however, in September 2019 after Reddit again broadened its banning policy. Incel communities began to migrate away from shared platforms and instead used their own closed forums dedicated specifically to the subject. The largest of such forums was founded in 2017 and had 12,000 members as of March 2021. Incels came to wider public notice through the 2010s with the banning of our incels and when a series of mass murders were committed by men who either identified as incels or shared similar ideologies. Increased interest in incel communities has been attributed to feelings of, quote, aggrieved entitlement, end quote, among some men who feel they are being denied rights they deserve and blame women for their lack of sex. So 
it's hard for me to wrap my brain around this. You know, like we joked, everybody's been in incel for a night at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's just so bizarre to blame an entire gender on your lack of ability to get laid for for lack of a better term. I, I mean, I guess there's better terms, but I'm going to use that one anyway. Fuck it. Um, but it, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, like for me, say I liked a girl, right? And she didn't like me back. I told myself, okay, well, it's not necessarily me. Maybe it's her. Maybe she likes somebody else. There's nothing wrong with me. That's not the right person for me. You know what I mean? I think these are all logical ways to look at it. And I never thought like, oh, that makes her an awful person because she's not attracted to me. And certainly never thought of you know, like spreading a rumor or, you know, telling people that, you know, this person was an awful person because they didn't like me or anything like that. It's just, it's really hard to wrap my head around. In 2020, the gaming platform giant Twitch updated their policy on hateful conduct and harassment. The new Twitch policy included banning the use of the word incel as an insult highlighting how the term is often used to negatively refer to an individual's sexual activity. M. Kelly, probably not Machine Gun Kelly. Blow some smoke up to the gods. Probably not. Writing for the Political Research Associates think tank in 2021, said that over the prior two years, some incels had attempted to, quote, reframe and normalize their beliefs by writing blog posts and articles on subject-specific wikis and forums rejecting the more open expressions of misogyny by other incels, highlighting the heterogeneity of incel communities and reframing incels not as an online subculture, but as those experiencing a life circumstance that applies even to individuals who are not members of the subculture. Like we said, everybody's been an incel for at least a night. Kelly also wrote that these attempts to redefine themselves contradicted the community's self-identifications and moderation strategies where members regularly challenge other users' legitimacy as incels, but have accepted as members individuals with sexual experience who nonetheless shared similar political ideologies. And we haven't really gotten into like political ideologies yet, but we're, we're starting to see, I think, kind of a de-evolution. Like it started off as, you know, this, this young woman was kind of expressing her frustration and was looking for support and, you know, looking to help other people. And then it kind of drew people who maybe were a little bit more moderate. And then now we're getting into some extremist views. And I think that that kind of happens to all ideas or movements, you know, like, let's just say socialism. Okay, socialism, I guess you would, you could say everybody gets a share, right? But now it's to the point of everybody 
gives everything they have to the government and then the government decides how to use it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, a something that started off, uh, I guess, as a butterfly has gone backwards and is now an ugly caterpillar. Hmm. Tell us about incel extremism. Incel communities became more extremist and focused on violence. This has been attributed to factors including influences from overlapping online hate groups and the rise of the alt-right and white supremacist groups. The misogynistic and violent rhetoric of some incels has led to numerous bans from websites and web hosts. Incel communities continue to exist on more lenient platforms including 4chan, 8chan, Vote, and Gab, as well as on web forums created specifically for the topic. More extremist incels have increasingly migrated to obscure locations including gaming chat services and the dark web to avoid site shutdowns and the self-censorship that has developed among some incel communities as an effort to avoid drawing scrutiny from law enforcement or website service providers. I don't know, man. I have I have a problem with some of this stuff. I'm not as into like Reddit and things as I used to be, mm -hmm. but the groups that I'm a part of are typically focused around like a particular thing right you know like memes and these groups have rules around what kind of stuff you can post like you can't do anything that's making fun of a tragedy or whatever you can't do anything right. that's like just absurdly you know straightforward racist or yeah or or sexist or whatever else like you can do stuff that's a joke about it a little bit mm -hmm. but it can't be like hateful and there's not in my experience much of a problem with that you know? Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know if like the white supremacist and alt-right groups are real. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I have met people. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely met people who are like, who are a hundred percent into, <clears throat> excuse me, either like on either side, like Trump definitely masterminded the January 6th thing. Or definitely on the other side of like, oh, they found fake ballots and all this stuff. You know, that's like mm -hmm. the most extreme thing I hear about. Yeah, I've never personally seen, you know, any evidence of like these alt-right groups that people talk about. I mean, I'm sure they're politically active groups, but I mean, it makes it sound like the IRA or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like back. I mean, yeah, right. That was the terrorist group in Ireland. Yeah. That was Irish Republican was Army thing. Right. Yeah, they wanted to be separate from the UK. Right. I assume and they I feel still like, do. Yeah, I assume it's still a thing. I don't know. Being in the middle of the US, I don't know if I buy it. And the, the same thing with white supremacist groups. Like, And I think the reason that I am so bothered by that is because I hear people express views that are sort of similar to mine, and they're called these things. Mm -hmm. You know, they're called like white supremacist if you say like, hey, uh, you know, we spent since like since segregation went away, we have been as a society moving away from using race to determine what you can and can't do, mm -hmm. how people should and shouldn't be treated. And now we're going back to, you know, one in I watched this report from ABC a while ago, one in five mm -hmm. colleges use race as a determining factor in admissions. Right. Yeah. Like, is that a good thing? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. They, they, this particular report, I remember they were looking at two schools, I think both in New York, and the one that was more ethnically or racially diverse was one 
that did not use race in its admissions, but it did like, you know, it had programs to help support like schools that were in less well-funded areas. Right. It was like they provided these programs and this, you know, extra, you know, these extra resources for learning and then chose the best students from these schools. And it just happened to be that, a, you know, a significant number of them, it was like 74% were non-white. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you listen to the arguments of a racist and the arguments of somebody who thinks that race should be used in determining, you know, opportunities or hiring or admissions, they sound weirdly similar, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, we should we should use race to determine who can get in here. You know, depending on which side of the fence you're on, that that's a very different kind of statement. Right. But I yeah. don't feel like it makes you a white supremacist to be like, is it right? Because one of the people that they interviewed in this special was saying, you know, he's like, I'm Hispanic. I'm first generation American. I have a full ride to this really expensive school. And I know that it's because I'm Hispanic. And mm-hmm. that makes me feel really weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> sure. I mean, w- what's interesting is if you, you know, do a little bit of research, right? Go to YouTube and look up a interrogation with, you know, like a low level Nazi thug or something. Listen to mm-hmm. his story and then listen to the story of you know, and it may be in an interrogation or, or whatever of a gang member. Well, guess what? Their stories are strikingly mm-hmm. similar in some cases. Now, maybe the black gangbanger or the Hispanic gangbanger is not saying, I hate white people. I blame white people for everything. And maybe the, you know, the Nazi guy is saying, well, it should only be white people that are, um, you know, whatever in charge or whatever they think. But um, when you listen to the stories of their childhood, they're very similar. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted me. We had nothing. We had no money. My family was awful. I needed to feel part of a group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. No, you're right. But a certain kind of background can make you identify more with a particular group than you would have before. And these kind of people are susceptible to being picked up by a gang or some extremist organization and they want to feel part of a community and they're, you know, have, have a group identity. Mm -hmm. I also feel like the media portrays every non-rich white person as a racist. And you see the memes of this, you know, a guy, you know, with a wife beater and a beer, you know, mowing his lawn and they're like, Oh, this blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you don't know that. You know, maybe that guy's a master carpenter that employs 30 people and has built 500 houses in his community in the past 10 years. You know, it's like, just, just be careful with your thoughts. But I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe my problem is that I own a bar Mm -hmm. and I see, I just see like really good stuff all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody ever fights. Nobody ever has problems. We had a group of uh, there's there's an all black fraternity that operates at SIUE. I mean, I think they're nationwide uh-huh. and their local chapter. They have a, a scholarship fund and they were they, they did a fundraiser at the bar. 
but they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have to be exclusive or anything. So they were doing stuff to raise money. Yeah, they brought that. Yeah, they did. They brought they brought like a DJ and they had their own stuff going on. And then they were like, you know, I told them, like, if you don't want to pay anything, uh, it can just be non-exclusive and, you know, our regulars can come in or whatever. And they're like, that's cool. And so they mm-hmm. had a DJ and they had all this stuff going on. And, you know, so there's this big group of primarily black people who are there to organize and donate, you know, some, a lot of them are, um, you know, members or alumni or, you know, just people who are there to support it or whatever. And Mm. then there was a large group of just everybody else that comes in Mm. black, white, whatever else, you know, you know, all sorts of people, especially since we're near a school and everybody got along. Like they even cleared some of the tables away and made like a dance floor. And like some of the white kids that hang out there got out there on the dance floor with the people who were, you know, donating Uh, to this scholarship fund and stuff mm -hmm. like that happens all the time. Like I constantly see that everybody just kind of gets along. And and I remember learning, hearing through like economics classes and things like that, that your finances and your economic status tend to affect your behavior and your outlook a lot more than your race typically absolutely you know kind of saying that overall a poor white person from a trailer park and a poor black person from a trailer park are going to act much more similar to each other than they would to a person of the same race who is very wealthy right like a rich black person and a rich white person are going to be very similar and a poor black person poor white person are very similar what about the concept of ideological terrorism ryan Beginning in 2018, the incel ideology has been described by North American governments and researchers as a terrorism threat, and law enforcement has issued warnings about the subculture. In 2019, an American man was sentenced to up to five years in prison for attempting to make terrorist threats, posting on social media, quote, I'm planning on shooting up a public place, killing as many girls as I see, end quote. In September 2019, the U.S. Army warned soldiers about the possibility of violence at movie theaters showing the Joker film after disturbing and very specific chatter was found in conversations among incels on the dark web. A 2020 report by the Texas Department of Public Safety warned that incels were an emerging domestic terrorism threat that could soon match or potentially eclipse the level of lethalness demonstrated by other domestic terrorism types. A 2020 paper published by Bruce Hoffman and colleagues in Studies in Conflict and Terrorism concluded that the violent manifestations of the ideology pose a new terrorism threat, which should not be dismissed or ignored by domestic law enforcement agencies. Dr. John Horgan, a psychology professor at Georgia State University who in 2019 received a $250,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security to study the incel subculture, explained why the incel ideology equates to terrorism. He says, The fact that incels are aspiring to change things up in a bigger, broader, ideological sense, that's, for me, what makes it a classic example of terrorism. And... This is where I want to jump in. So the f- let's just tear apart this statement because this statement bothers me, okay? So the fact that incels are aspiring to change things up in a bigger, broader, ideological sense, that's what makes it a classic example of terrorism? Well, then in that case, the women's suffrage movement, terrorism, Black Lives Matter, terrorism, because they all aspired 
to change things up in a bigger, broader ideological sense. So if that is what we're accepting as the definition of terrorism, then we have to apply it to everyone. We can't just say, well, we don't like incels, so they're terrorists. If you're going to give a definition of something, then it has to apply across the board, right? It can't be applied to one group and not another if they both fit the bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not here to make my judgment one way or the other. I'm just saying that that's if you believe and you ascribe to what this Dr. John Horgan says, then it has to be applied across the board. It has to. You can't pick and choose a definition. It either is or it isn't, in my mind. And obviously, that would be applied to KKK, Nazis, anybody, you know, anybody mm. who's trying to change the, the bigger, broader ideological sense. If, if that makes them a terrorist, then there's a hell of a lot of terrorists out there. So watch yeah. out. Uh, I was going to tack on to that and just say that, you know, that what you're saying might be a better way of wording what I was trying to say earlier, that just in general, I think people get along more than they don't. And I think people are good more than they're not. Absolutely. There are definitely white supremacists. There are Hmm. there are certainly supremacists of whatever particular race or group that they're part of. Mm -hmm. But. I think that to label a group of people who are generally just awkward, maybe. I mean, that's part mm-hmm. of what they were, you know, what, what we're seeing the original intent of that word was to describe people who are just awkward or are experiencing some kind of mental illness and that prevents them from having relationships or mm-hmm. whatever. Just to label everybody like that, to label every person, especially nowadays. I mean, I was just having a conversation with one of my employees yesterday who's 23. Just don't tell us about the fan with the bearing again. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about the school. We were talking about SIUE because I got uh, two degrees there and she's Mm -hmm. about to finish one there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, you know, how, how I miss some of the stuff that's at the school that they used to have. You know, certain buildings didn't used to be there. Other buildings had much more personality. Like there is one particular area of the cafeteria where they had all of this memorabilia up. There were like old baseball bats and like photos and stuff like from the full, you know, 50 at 50 at the time, 50 year history of the school. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just really neat. You know, it wasn't that old of a school, but there was so much stuff so much history if the school felt so kind of alive like you know there were sure. there was evidence of things that had happened there and they've kind of sanitized it all since then yeah you know all the like cool old artifacts and equipment that were on display in the science buildings are gone and it's very clinical now kind of yeah it's like an airport or something like it's very mm-hmm. it looks like airport furniture it's you know you don't find like these comfortable old couches that look like they've been there since the day the school opened right but we were, I was also talking about just missing the people, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, I might not like it if I was there now, though, because I was there, you know, when the smartphone was just starting to become a thing. So I saw the transition of people 
starting to use phones all the time or like, you know, they weren't talking to people anymore. It was really mm -hmm. common when I was going there during my undergrad for people to just come up and talk to you. I remember one day this, you know, like a couple with a guy and a girl and then another girl joined in. They came over to me and they're like, oh, don't don't we know you from somewhere like you look really familiar. And I was like, no, I don't I don't know you. Yeah, you were on the uh, stage dressed as an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think so. And they were like, what what's your name? And I was like, I don't know. What do you think my name is? And they're like, eh, you look like a Clark. I was like, I could be Clark. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I was just Clark. I just hung out with these people for like a while. And one of my buddies came by and saw me and was like, hey, man, what's going on? He was like, and he almost said my name. And I was like, no, no, I'm Clark today. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And so then he hung out with us too. And we, I just used to have these like random encounters all and the his time. His name was Kent. Where, yeah. Where we would just, you know, you just meet somebody. You just end up chatting with somebody because... You know, there was a girl I chatted with for a while because she was wearing a Brack t-shirt, like from Space Ghost. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I really like that shirt. And then I sat with her and talked with her for a while. And then I went on, you know, and found somebody to play pool with in the university center. Anyway, the point of this story is it used to be really easy to interact with people. Yeah. And now, you know, when, it, when it, even when I'm at a stoplight and I look around, everybody's looking down. Yeah. Because as soon as their car stops, everybody gets out their phone and they do something on social media or they text or whatever, which I know sound, makes me sound like a boomer, but people don't know how to interact anymore. And to say that every person who doesn't know how to talk to a girl, who doesn't know how to make himself appealing to a girl is a terrorist. Right. That's just kicking them when they're down. And there certainly are people like that. Sure. I mean, there, there really are people who are so desperate or out of touch that they really do think that they're just entitled and they should just be able to take what they want. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't apply to the vast majority of these people. I don't think, I think a lot of them just grew up at a disadvantage because we're going through a period in time where the way we interact socially is changing. Yeah. Well, you can look at like motorcycle groups, right? So there's, you know, you see motorcycles everywhere, of course, Harleys with people riding them. Some of them have jean jackets with a patch on the back that says Harley Davidson. Some of them have a patch that says, you know, Galloping Goose or Outlaws or, you know, Hell's Angels. But then they have this little patch that says One Percenter. That One Percenter patch means that that group is a motorcycle gang. They're not uh, you know, doctors and lawyers with their $50,000 Harleys that go riding on the weekend, they're the one percenters. Well, guess what? You can apply that to most things too, I would imagine, right? Maybe 1% of these incels are terrorists, but they get all the pub because that's what's exciting. That's what people want to hear about. They want to hear about the extreme ends of things. Nobody wants to know about, you know, hey, what does uh, Steve, the lawyer in Iowa, think about, you know, motorcycle groups? They want to know like, oh, shit. Oh, the Hells Angels just fucking murdered 17 people in a drug raid. Let's hear about that. And I, I think that that one percenter is really important because I, I think that you can kind of apply. Now, obviously, if you're a Nazi, you're an extremist, right? It's not like, oh, I'm just a mild Nazi. But when you look at, at 
yeah, groups. Yeah, I'm a recreational that, Nazi. I, just, <laughs> I dabble on the weekends. <laughs> right. I mean, so it's the 1% everybody wants to hear about. So, so to finish that quote, I can just redo the whole thing. Uh, that was from Dr. John Horgan talking about, hmm. you know, that ideology equating to terrorism. He said, quote, the fact that incels are aspiring to change things up in a bigger, broader ideological sense, that's for me what makes it a classic example of terrorism. That's not saying all incels are terrorists, but violent incel activity is unquestionably terrorism in my view, end quote. In February 2020, an attack in Toronto that was allegedly motivated by incel ideologies became the first such act of violence to be prosecuted as terrorism, and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police stated that they considered the incel subculture to be an ideologically motivated violent extremist or IMVE movement. Jacob Ware wrote in Counter-Terrorist Trends that analysis of incels has been focused within the United States and Canada due to the concentration of incel-motivated attacks in those countries. The United States Secret Service National Threat Assessment Center, quite a name, in a March 2022 case study titled Hot Yoga Tallahassee, a case study of misogynistic extremism, sought to draw attention to the specific threat posed by misogynist extremism. Lamarcus Small and Diego J. Galante's Incel and Suicide Forum Network, the UK-based Center for Countering Digital Hate, or CCDH, published a report during 2022 about an active R. Incel's offshoot Incel Forum that posted about rape every 29 minutes during their study period and used the word kill 1,181 times in one month. And hopefully everybody's able to follow this because some of these names and report names are so long, it makes it really difficult to like parse out what's information and what's just a long fucking name for some group or report. Facts. Yeah. Okay. 89% of forum users during the study period expressed that they support rape in general. According to the report, some posters on the forum tried to normalize the idea of child rape, and more than half the total forum during their study period supported pedophilia. And that's actually something I've, I've seen on Reddit, where people are very against the idea of supporting pedophilia, or, or uh, the, the idea that pedophilia should be recognized as a sexuality. They're against that. They're against it. Yeah, okay. they're saying, no, no, this isn't a sexuality that can be normal. This is this is something, even if you can't help it, like, you, we, we cannot be supporting this. Right. You know, you can feel sympathy for somebody who, ha who, is, who has some problem and is trying to contain themselves and trying to control it and work through it. You can feel sympathy for them. You can support them in their efforts to, to, to not act on these impulses, but you can't normalize it. And encourage right. something that would be harmful to children, obviously. Absolutely. I've never seen anything online that supported it. But I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess these studies are of, you know, the actual extreme underground sort of forums and, and whatever. According to the Washington Post, the site operators of this incel forum adjusted a forum rule in March 2022, which created an implicit forum allowance for the sexualization of teenage minors. An implicit forum allowance. Hmm. According to the Washington Post, New York Times, and the CCDH, 
a Uruguay resident named Diego J. Galante founded this Reddit offshoot forum, and a U.S. resident named Lamarcus Small joined Diego soon afterward as a co-founder of the Incel Forum after writing to Diego about his skills as a system administrator. And we just mentioned these two above. So if the names sound familiar, we said them right before, uh, you know, a, a big soup of words that made up a study name and group name. Yeah, and it's important that you know where all this is coming from if you want to go do some of your own research. So that's why we included all the long titles and, and everything mm -hmm. and to also kind of show like there's been a lot of studies involved. Good luck with this name. <sighs> okay. I got this. During December 2021, Megan Tuhi and Gabriel JX Dance. Hey, hey. Sure. Hey, that's hey. Two hey what? <laughs> that's, that'd be funny if she's like, that's how it's pronounced. It's hey, hey. <laughs> During December 2021, Megan Tuhe and Gabriel JX Dance published a front page New York Times article about an interactive website that encourages and facilitates suicide. The Times has so far identified over 50 people individually who died in connection to the site and estimate that hundreds have died in connection to this site. Tuhei and Dance discovered that Galante and Small created and operated this suicide website and tied the Reddit offshoot incel forum Galante and Small also founded into their report. While Tuhei and Dance confronted Lamarcus Small by phone, Lamarcus tried to pin his collection of sites on his brother. Despite this attempt at redirection, Tuhei and Dance stated that they are confident Lamarcus and Diego are in fact the founders of the incel and suicide forums they reported on. During early 2022, WBUR reported that Uruguayan law enforcement launched a criminal investigation into Diego J. Galante due to his operation of the suicide site. They also reported that multiple members of the United States Congress petitioned the United States Department of Justice to investigate both Diego and his incel and suicide forums co-operator, LaMarcus. In 2022, the CCDH briefed U.S. and U.K. counterterrorism officials about this particular incel forum. So, should we get into more of the ideology of the incel communities? Yes, the let's just say the alleged ideology at this point. Many incel communities are characterized by resentment and hatred, self-pity, racism, misogyny, misanthropy, and narcissism. Discussions often revolve around the belief that men are entitled to sex. Other common topics include idleness, loneliness, unhappiness, suicide, sexual surrogates, and prostitutes, as well as attributes they believe increase one's desirability as a partner, such as income or personality. Yeah, it's just how it is. I mean, I'm, I don't look like Johnny Depp. I can't go out and go to a bar and have my pick of a woman. I am not rich. I can't pull up in a yacht and, you know, call for the good looking girls on the beach to come out and join my yacht. Deal with it. Everybody that's not like that has to deal with it and they find ways to deal with it. It pisses me off that, you know, people are pissed at other people because they don't want to have sex with them. It's it just seems so bizarre to me, but. Opposition to feminism and women's rights is common, and some posters blame women's lib for their inability to find a partner. We can vote now. We don't have to have sex with that awkward, ugly dude that promotes suicide on his website. 
Some incels believed there was a golden age in which couples married early, were strictly monogamous, and adhered to traditional gender roles. And I'm monogamous. I believe that that's something that you have to have to have an effective, healthy relationship with someone. So, I mean, it's kind of being presented as like, oh, monogamous is bad. Well, you know, to each their own. But adhering to traditional gender roles is really not applicable anymore because women have to work. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people out there that I know where it's just the men that work or even just the women that work. It, it Everything has to be a two-income house to be successful, it seems like, these days. So there was a golden age, you know, for certain people that, you know, like my grandpa worked at McDonnell Douglas. He supplied all the money. Now, he was also a good dad and, and a great grandpa, but, you know, in his time with his skills and his education, he could supply everything financially that the house needed. Now, my grandma took the traditional gender role of cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids and everything like that, and it worked out. This is kind of a pipe dream these days. So, I mean, yeah, you can... You can want a traditional family, but uh, you can't terrorize society into going back to what you believe. You know, it's not like people are going to be be like, oh, well, fucking this dude, you know, shot up a nursery. So let's go back to single income households. It's the, the connection, I think, shows a lack of connection, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like they... I don't, I don't know what they think. I, I think the people that, you know, commit these acts of violence are extremely deranged and need a lot of help. But they believed that during this time, looks played less of a role in romantic pairings and men's entitlement to sex with women was never denied. Uh, I mean, looks has always played a role and it always will. You know, I mean, there's people that are what I would, deem as for me undesirable men and women they get together with each other they're perfect for each other they have a good life together you can't be like well you know i don't take care of myself i'm 400 pounds i'm uneducated i don't have a job but this you know giselle bunchen is divorcing tom brady so she should talk to me it shows a just a problem in your brain. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? It's, it's something's fucked up with you. You need help. Yeah. While incels who hold this belief often disagree about precisely when this golden age occurred, they concur that it was gradually destroyed by feminism, the sexual revolution, women's lib, and technological process. What about related communities? So incel communities are related to a broader manosphere which is what they're calling this, which is a loose collection of misogynist movements. And these misogynist movements includes men's rights, uh, father's rights groups, pickup artists, which yeah, maybe misogynist, uh, and men going their own way. I'm not familiar with that one. Mm -mm. Journalists for the New York Times in 2018 wrote that involuntary celibacy is an adaptation of the idea of male supremacy and that the communities have evolved into a movement made up of people, some celibate and some not, who believe that women should be treated as sexual objects with few rights. And 
I I don't get that at all. I don't think you do either. No, I mean, saying that you can't get laid makes you feel superior. Well, this kind of also goes to demonstrate the uh, disconnect with reality that some of these people have. And, and it's important, you know, like you were saying earlier, to talk to different people. Go out and talk to this person and that person and, and that person. But if you're just in an echo chamber and everybody has the exact same thoughts you do, it's really dangerous. Tell us about the Southern Poverty Law Center again. They have described the subculture as being part of the online male supremacist ecosystem. Very clever. Very, very mm-hmm. official sounding wording, um, which they included in a list of hate groups in 2018. So incels believe that they're physically inferior to society and sometimes refer to themselves as subhuman. It's kind of a joke that you see on Reddit a lot anyway. So researchers have found that incels also kind of put out supremacist views, either that they're superior or superior to non-incels. So very strange and conflicting stuff. So there was a 2019 study published in Terrorism and Political Violence finding that incels uh, believe themselves to be the only ones capable of uh, pro-social values and intelligent enough or with a high IQ enough to see the truth about the social world. This study found that incels follow a pattern that is typical to extremist groups, you know, kind of associating highly negative values to groups outside of themselves and positive traits to the people in their own little groups. So their their own uh, sort of social identity. Mm hmm. And they also had an unusual caveat that despite seeing themselves as psychologically superior, they also view themselves negatively in terms of their physical appearance. And you see that in a lot of memes, you know, that come from these kind of communities. They usually portray themselves as being ugly, homely, sad, lonely. I didn't mean Mm -hmm. for that to rhyme, but whatever. Well, and that may be an attempt to induce uh, empathy or sympathy towards them, too. So these groups sometimes overlap with men's rights activist groups like the men going their own way, which again is one that I'm not familiar with. Uh, and these people talk about experiencing true force loneliness or TFL and talk about pickup artistry. You look like a million dollars. Less impressive than you would have done 10 years ago. Although at least one of the websites has expressed a hatred for pickup artistry and accused pickup artists and dating coaches of financially exploiting incels, which is, you know, maybe kind of true. Incel communities also overlap with far right groups, at least according to these observations. Um, And the Center for Analysis for the Radical Right noted that incels are part of a growing trend of radical right movements that are distressed by neoliberalism, especially women's empowerment and immigration. Hoffman and colleagues in studies in conflict and terrorism stated that a particularly worrisome trend is how seamlessly the militant incel community has been integrated into the alt-right tapestry, with common grievances and intermingling membership bringing the two extremisms closer together. Der Spiegel reported in March of 2021 on this overlap and the Fuhrerkrieg division a group modeled after the Adam Waffham division in neo-Nazi terrorist network. So incels are essentially Nazis now. Uh, right. And again, probably some of them are, but right. I feel like uh, my Maybe the thing that 1%. keeps like 
The thing I keep bristling at is I don't usually see people online referring to themselves as incels. Where I see mm -hmm. incels most is when some group or some company are coming after people. If you don't like yeah. She-Hulk or House of the Dragon or whatever other show I've never watched, mm -hmm. the people who made that show are going to say that you're a troll and you're an incel and you're a white supremacist and you're this and that. And it's become this weird backhanded way of promoting something to say that the people who don't like this are bad people. Right. 100%. And I think there's nothing good in that. And and it makes reports like this that might actually be useful. Like, hey, there's a subset of this group that are, you know, really extreme. But when you see terms like incel and white supremacist tossed around so casually because somebody didn't like your Ghostbusters remake in 2016, it yeah. makes it hard to take seriously. So, yeah. do incels promote violence? We'll find out after a quick break. Hey, my name is Ryan. And I'm pretty sure I'm Joe. And we are the hosts of Movie Hell, a podcast all about movies and pop culture. We're two buddies who talk about this stuff anyway and wanted to share our own madness with all of you. Yeah, we have these discussions anyway and rant and rave about movies, TV, and pop culture in general, so why not share it? The objective of Movie Hell is to bring you reviews and discussions of flops to avoid, new stuff to see, and hidden gems that might end up being your new favorite. Whether you're looking for that perfect movie for Friday night or wondering if anybody else found Mr. Nobody as unsettling as you did, I'm sure there's something for everyone to enjoy. And if not, let us know and we can always learn and improve. Ah, boy, do we have room to improve. You can listen to Movie How on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and pretty much anywhere else fine podcasts are curated. Welcome back, Crypt Keepers. Now let's discuss incels and violence. Some discussions in incel communities endorse violence against sexually active women and more sexually successful men. Harassment of women, including activities such as catfishing and suicide among incels. According to the Anti-Defamation League, incels are the most violent community within the manosphere. In some incel communities, it is common for posts to glorify violence by self-identified incels such as Elliot Roger, perpetrator of the 2014 Isla Vista killings, Alec Manassian, perpetrator of the 2018 Toronto ban attack, Mark Lapine, perpetrator of the 89 Echol Polytechnic massacre, Swing Hui Cho, perpetrator of the 2007 Virginia Tech shooting, George Sedini, perpetrator of the 2009 Collier Township shooting. Elliot Rogers is the most frequently referenced, with incels often referring to him as their, quote, saint, and sharing memes in which his face has been superimposed onto paintings of Christian icons. Some incels consider him to be the true progenitor of today's online incel communities. Some incels view violence as the only solution to what they see as societal oppression and abuse against them and speak frequently of incel uprisings and revolts. Other incels take the more nihilistic view that nothing will change society, even violent acts. Some incels support the idea of violence as revenge on society, without the hope that it will lead to societal change. 
a subgroup of incels who frequent websites run by Nathan Larson, a perennial political candidate and active participant in incel communities, work deliberately to convince other incels that they are justified in raping women if they are sexually rejected. Some incels describe women's sexual rejection of them as reverse rape, a phenomenon they consider to be equally harmful as rape. That's insane. I mean, that is... That is pretty bizarre. I don't know if that person can be fixed. If they really <laughs> believe that. Not, yeah, 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 I see. I see what you're laughing at. Incels justify their prejudices using interpretations taken from concepts like biological determinism and evolutionary psychology. They use the ideas of female hypergamy or a genetic superiority of men over women or the uh, 80-20 rule, which is apparently an application of the Pareto principle, suggesting that 80% of women desire the top 20% of most attractive men and among non-white incels, the just-be-white theory suggests that Caucasians face the fewest obstacles to relationships and sex. Uh, incels are reported to believe that people seeking a romantic or sexual partner are participating in a cruel Darwinian sexual selection where incels are generally unfit and where women hold an advantage for reasons ranging from feminism to the use of cosmetics. Incels also are reported to attribute their lack of success to factors such as shyness, sex-segregated work environments, negative body image, PP size, and their physical appearance, <laughs> and commonly believe that the only thing more important than looks and improving their prospects is wealth, which these are all things that <clears throat> just kind of make sense if you look at it from a biological or evolutionary perspective. I guess there's some support to this that a woman should want to enter a relationship with somebody who can provide for her and a family, you know, just for a as stable a life as possible. Mm -hmm. These factors do all play a role. They play a role for everybody. You can't help what you're attracted to, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we used to see the people on like Maury Povich and shit that were chubby chasers, right? Mm -hmm. These skinny yeah. dudes that loved women that were like 400, 500 pounds. There's someone out there for you. Get off your ass and go look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to keep going? Tell us about the red pill and black pill. Yeah, this is a relatively simple one. So the red pill idea is basically from the movie The Matrix. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So the red pill idea is people who have, you know, been red pilled, see the way the world really is. You know, they mm -hmm. see a world where feminism has given women too much power over men and men don't have any real male privilege. And black pill is an extension of this red and blue analogy. Uh, but there seems to be some disagreement over whether or not the black pill is the same thing. So the red pill, according to some of these researchers and journalists, refers to a set of beliefs used by men's rights activists, whereas black pill 
is more along the ideology of incels, the, the harmful, you know, Nazi type ideology that we've been talking about. And Hoffman, that we were talking about earlier, said that taking the black pill is critical to the incel identity since it means recognizing inceldom as a permanent condition. Mm. Uh, and a writer for Vox says that what unites all incels is something known as the black pill. Researchers at the Anti-Defamation League write that there are some incels who believe in the red pill and others who believe in the black pill. And again, this black pill is the beliefs of the incel community. So biological determinism, fatalism, and defeatism for those who aren't attractive or fit enough to be a mate. And the believers of these are those who are black-pilled. So Vox described this as a profoundly sexist ideology that amounts to a fundamental rejection of women's sexual emancipation, labeling women shallow, cruel creatures who will only choose the most attractive men if given the choice. Which, why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's what you can do. Like, more power to you. <laughs> Right. Like if, if you're dating two girls and they both, aside from looks, have everything you want, it's natural to choose the more attractive one. This has been going on in nature since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. This is not something new. It's not something that women are like, oh, now I have, you know, more political power and more freedom. So I'm only going to choose the most attractive mate. I mean, it's it's been there forever. It's not something new. And I think a lot of these incels are like, well, ever since the 50s, this has been happening. I hate just blabbering, but some of this is so foreign and unbelievable to me that they can't see outside of this, uh, outside of these blinders, you know, that this mm -hmm. is this is just how the world, how the universe works. So, yeah, and that gets into this. I mean, I think there's a little bit of that in this red pill thing. So this these terms were apparently first used on a blog called Omega Virgin Revolt, which is a pretty great name. <laughs> uh, and more that we have pages and pages more notes about this, but I'm just going to summarize. So okay. the black pill is associated with, you know, hopelessness or even in some cases, the idea that, you know, one of your only options, there's no way to improve your prospects, so you might as well just die or lie down and rot, as, as right. it's said in one place. But those who are red-pilled, you know, understand that there's a different power dynamic than maybe they thought there was, but generally believe that they have a chance to improve. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you are experiencing these feelings or these thoughts or whatever, it's okay to work out. It's okay to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, you know, get an education so you can get a better job and improve your chances. These are opportunities that that we all have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like women are saying, even if you work out and get in great shape and have a great job, we're still not going to want you because you're an incel. You like mm -hmm. to think that these people can be identified by the way they look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we've got a lot of terms here that I don't think we need to go over because this is going pretty long, but I'll, I'll hit a couple of them. So incel, obviously involuntary celibate, 
Uh, love shy is those with a social anxiety or just shyness that prevent them from really getting a relationship. FA is used short for uh, forever alone. And that used to be a meme. There was this, you know, forever alone thing that would be a tag at the end of like a story of how somebody kind of screwed up an encounter they had. Hey, I've got an idea for you. What's up? If you believe all this stuff that these people are saying, you're making yourself an incel. Yeah. It's yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. But go ahead. Tell us some more terms. Uh, I mean, there's not that many that are really useful. There's just omegas, betas, undersexed, sexless. Uh, Elena had originally considered, instead of the term incel, using perpetually single or dating shy. You know, there's a couple things like that. Uh, and then we get into <laughs> just some weird terminology that apparently incels use on these, <laughs> you know, the more extreme forums. So uh, sexually attractive women can be called Stacy's. Uh, less sexually attractive women are called Beckys, which you take particular. No, 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 no. You you skipped. Why'd you skip? Skip what? Which which particular phrase are you are you concerned about me skipping? Hmm? Members of incel communities regularly use jargon in a distinct dialect. Incels often use dehumanizing. Dehumanizing. Oh, that's that's (laughs) that's a Freudian slip. Incels often use dehumanizing and vulgar terms for women such as femoids and roasties, a reference to the labia minora, which incels falsely believe changes shape and begins to resemble sliced roast beef after a woman becomes sexually active. Beef curtains. Good God. Good God. One of my employees was talking about getting Beijing beef from uh, Panda Express, and I was like, what the... Like, she said Beijing beef, and I, like, tuned in, and I was like, what the... I was like, do I have to look this up on Urban yeah. Dictionary? <laughs> Is this some sex thing? And she's like, no, it's a, it's a thing I got for lunch the other day. Uh, okay, so Stacy's attractive, Becky's less attractive, and sexually attractive men are called chads. Now, what I see in the forums I'm on are chads are usually, like, they're depicted as, like, the ideal, like, blueprint for what a man should be, but mm-hmm. the joke is that kind of person is also extremely tolerant like oh you're trans and you know you want me to call you this cool makes you feel better doesn't bother me any great you know like it's always presented as like hey if you you are this kind of person if you are just you know a decent tolerant normal intelligent person who can deal with somebody else having different views or lifestyles than you without mm-hmm. losing your shit so there's more yeah. to it than just being attractive Well, that's also something we use to determine a conspiracy theorist uh, conversation. You know, like if you can talk Mm -hmm. about anything without losing your shit, you're a black belt. If you Mm -hmm. can't discuss anything without blowing it up or, you know, reading into it, then you're a white belt. Incels Mm -hmm. are white belts. But I take offense to the uh, Becky being unattractive because my wife is a Becky and she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So. I can't help but picture Jeffrey Dahmer as to what the typical incel looks like. You know, in the Netflix series, he could get men to come back to his apartment whenever he wanted. But maybe that's because we're less discriminating than women. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, observing people's behavior, I think it's all just about how you act. It's how you approach situations. Mm -hmm. Because I've watched a guy try to talk to a girl that I knew. And he just didn't do it right, you know. 
He, it was there was no natural way. He just like walked up and just like stared at her and kind of smiled and was like, "Hey, I'm just a you know, I'm just a guy hey, in a bar." Chad, what's going on? And it was really weird. And then he asked another buddy of mine. He's like, "Hey, do you know her?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he was like, "How many hits off my vape, or how much money would I have to pay her to get her to talk to me?" And it's like, "You are already playing the wrong game here." <laughs> right. Dude, I had a friend real, real quick, real quick. Okay. I had a friend that literally would ask girls that he met at the bar, is this going to lead anywhere? Because I don't want to waste my time. I'm like, well, that is did that work out an assurance that it's not going to work out. Right. And it never did. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, tell surprise. us about, right. Tell us about mogging. Uh, well, first I skipped one. So people okay. who are not part of the incel group are normies, average mm -hmm. people. Uh, mogging are those who overshadow somebody else, you know, kind of undermining another person. Looks macking or looks maxing. Sorry, not looks macking. <laughs> those are people who have the audacity to get a haircut or work out or dress nice. Uh, the abbreviation NEET N-E-E-T is for people who don't have jobs, don't attend school, so it's not an education, employment, or training. Members of the incel community use variations of the term incel, so they have vol cells, which are voluntary celibates, so somebody who's just not doing it. Uh, fake cells who are claiming to be incels, and true cells who are true incels who have never had sex or romantic encounters. There are also a couple of race-based variations. Well, yeah, it's not um, our thoughts. I guess we can say whatever. It's it's not us. It's this research. Uh, curry cells, curry cells are people mm -hmm. of South Asian ancestry. Rice cells, Chinese or Southeast Asian backgrounds, or collectively ethnic cells. Uh, so at least, uh, at least they have a sense of humor, right? <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just gonna keep going. I'm having fun. Okay, <laughs> if that's okay with you. Yeah, tell us about the demographics. <laughs> uh, mostly male and heterosexuals we talked about before. Um, they also tend to be introverted and don't have very many friends. There are estimates of the community size from 2018 to 2019 that are you know varying between thousands to hundreds of thousands. It's a real big gap. That's a big number. That's a big number. Like, eh, we're not sure. There could be thousands or hundreds of thousands. Right, right. There's, there was this video where... Uh, that I saw just recently it was like a Halloween thing from Brendan Rogers on YouTube who's who makes these fantastic but like you'll feel like you're having a stroke watching them because they're so bizarre and random mm -hmm. but he did this one where it's like the Kardashians but they're renting an Airbnb from Annabelle the haunted doll <laughs> and okay. they like show Annabelle off to the side and they're interviewing her and she's like I'm a haunted doll between six and a hundred years old <laughs> and it's like <laughs> for some reason this is making me think of that it's like oh yeah somewhere between thousands and hundreds of thousands maybe that's what i'll tell people when they when they call the bar and they're like are you crowded i'll be like oh there's between one and 100 <laughs> people here right now well that's when people ask how many listeners we have well they're between yeah. one and 10 billion uh, <laughs> but that also makes me think like how accurate is your research if you can't decide if there's a couple thousand or a couple hundred thousand well see i think it's it's muddled by so many people using the term in a derogatory mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. uh and so many people making memes about it just to be funny mm -hmm. i think it makes it tough 
Um, so anyway, yeah, statistical analysis shows that only a few hundred counts made up the majority of the posts from 2021 and most of 2022 so far. A sociologist named Ross Henfler was quoted in the Washington Post as saying that they're mostly white. There are groups from NBC saying that they are young, frustrated white males in their late teens and early 20s who are having a hard time adjusting to adulthood, which, as we talked about with some social pressures, that's kind of reasonable. Mm -hmm. uh, the Journal of Language, Aggression, and Conflict in June of 2019 said that contrary to what is often reported, there was no definitive evidence that the group is predominantly white and that it is impossible to say whether the majority of users are white men, but data implies that this may be less true than expected, which is a pretty uh, cool way of walking that back. Less true yeah. than expected. <laughs> they suggested that the various mentions of race on the forum may reflect to some extent uh, an ethnic variety of users on that forum. Uh, Hoffman and colleagues, as we've talked about them before, reported in March of 2020, a survey of the same forum determined that most respondents self-identified as Caucasian. So, yeah, a lot of these English language sites get a lot of traffic from non-Anglo countries. There was research from the Swedish Defense Research Agency in 2020 saying that the three largest incel forums had a total of around 20,000 users with only 1,000 active. The SDRA found that 4.6 to 7.3% of the visitors originated from Sweden and that it may not be accurate because some people are using VPNs to appear as though they're coming from someplace else. The incel subculture includes people who are in sexless marriages or sexless relationships but wish to be sexually active. Asexual people are also voluntarily sexually abstinent and are not considered incels, but we talked about vol cells earlier. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing. Are there female incels? We'll find out after a quick break. Hey, Crypt Keepers, I want to tell you about our affiliation with Parabox. Parabox is a t-shirt subscription box with a twist. Each month, you'll receive a new paranormal soft style tee and info card about that month's theme. The shirt and card will contain clues to finding a hidden password for use on their website. Correct entries get entered in a raffle for free gear. They're pretty dope shirts with designs about all your favorite paranormal stuff like Black Eyed Kids, Bigfoot, Nazca Lines. Uh, my favorite is a cool Battle of Los Angeles tee. The designs are actually silk screened onto a soft style tee and we all know those are super comfortable. From the moment you open your pair box, you'll be so engrossed by the t-shirt you'll forget there's a puzzle built into it. Each shirt contains a secret password. It can be in the form of codes, ciphers, riddles, numbers, images, or other hidden gems. Have fun exploring the design and putting the pieces together to figure out where to go next. You can find the link in the show notes and we get a little kickback when you sign up for the box, so we would really appreciate it too. back crypt keepers the first incel website alana's involuntary celibacy project was gender inclusive 
There have been more contemporary female-specific incel communities. The pink pill, tens of thousands of self-identifying female incels, also called femcells, are reported to populate the internet. Nonetheless, there is a disagreement in online incel communities on whether women can be incels, with some claiming that male incels grossly outnumber female incels, others claiming that it is impossible for women to be an incel at all, others claiming that only women with a physical deformity can be incels, and others arguing that only unattractive women belonging to the bottom percentile in terms of appearance can be incels. So, incel means involuntary celibate, but only people that are already incels can determine what percentage of unattractiveness you have as a woman to decide if you belong in the incel community or not. This is, you know, this is kind of the madness. I feel like alcohol saved many a woman from being incels. And if you're a male incel, go to a femcel forum and let the magic spark. I think we just solved the problem. Yeah. According to the Anti-Defamation League, the majority of incels do not believe women can be incels, and they point to the existence of female incels as an argument against criticisms of the communities as misogynistic, but that most incel communities don't accept them and ban them from using their forums. <laughs> okay. As of February 2020, the most popular femcel forum was the r slash true femcells subreddit with over 22,000 members it was banned in january 2021 for violating reddit's rules against promoting hate another subreddit reportedly associated with femcells is r vindicta which contains beauty advice (laughs) 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 journalists have written that outside the female incels own communities few believe women can genuinely experience involuntary celibacy Some have been critical of body positivity and mainstream feminism, viewing them as unhelpful to femcells. A former member of the R True Femcells community was quoted in The Atlantic as saying, quote, I'd rather be able to talk about being ugly than just try to convince myself that I'm pretty, end quote. An expert in psychology interviewed by Elpi characterized these communities as overly insular and skeptical of outsiders who are deemed normies in what she described as cognitive inflexibility. Tell us about mental health. So involuntary celibacy is not a medical or psychological condition. Yet. Although some of these people do identify as having disorders such as depression, anxiety, autism spectrum disorder, and body dysmorphic disorder. Visitors to some of these incel forums attribute their inability to find a partner to mental illness, while some talk about extreme introversion. A lot of members of this group are reported to engage in self-diagnosis of mental health issues and will sometimes discourage other posters from talking about mental illness or thinking, seeking, thinking Mike Tyson would like you to seek some help from a therapist <laughs> right now. Uh, some of the forums actually actively discourage or are reported to discourage posters from talking about mental illness or seeking help from therapists or other, you know, kind of psychiatric resources. Those with severe depression can also act in a suicidal manner, you know, talking about it, talking about suicidal thoughts or encouraging members who have expressed these thoughts to actually go through with it and might even recommend that they commit acts of mass violence before they do it. Uh, and I can continue in. Well, hold on, on a second. Anybody, if, if you 
tell somebody you're having a problem and they tell you, obviously, you know, suicide or mass murder, that's awful. But it, just somebody who tells you not to get help, do not listen to that person. Yeah. It's never yeah. going to hurt you to go see a therapist. Start there. Right, right. If you're having these kinds of problems, and we're not giving medical advice because we do not do that on Cryptique, but if you have any inkling that you have a problem with any of the issues we've discussed, please seek help. And, and do not listen to advice from people who tell you it's okay to kill yourself or hurt other people. Do not listen to those people. So with that, let's get into mass murders and violence. You seem to be rolling, so go ahead. Yeah, mass murders and other violent attacks have been committed by those who are suspected to be incels or who have identified as that or with their ideologies. Uh, but some of the intended attacks have been thwarted by police before they've been carried out. Uh, but there are a few notable ones in the 2000s, uh, in 2009 in particular, George Sedini opened fire in LA fitness in a suburb of Pittsburgh where he killed three women, uh, injured nine others and then killed himself. He had expressed sexual frustration and complained about rejection on, you know, online on some of these forums and he's become kind of glorified in some of these incel groups. And they actually refer to that violence as going Sedini, kind of the way we talk about going postal, mm -hmm. you know, which does refer to something if you're under the age of like 30 and don't remember what that means. In the 2010s, a similar thing happened. Elliot Roger killed six and injured 14 before killing himself in Isla Vista, California, uh, near UC at Santa Barbara. The killings drew media attention to, you know, the incel community. And again, there was, you know, kind of glorification about that. He identified as an incel and had a 137 page manifesto and YouTube videos where he talked about being an incel and getting revenge for being involuntarily celibate. He was also a member of a pickup artist uh, hate group, P-U-A-H-A-T-E. So pickup <laughs> artist hate. It's a confusing name, but the that forum shut down pretty soon after the attack but he became kind of a martyr to that community and to those who kind of brought that community back later so sometimes you'll see references to er and incel forums and again committing violence is referred to as going er rogers has been referenced by other perpetrators you know as somebody who's i guess idealized and praised mm-hmm so Chris Harper Mercer killed nine and injured eight at a community college campus in 2015 in Roseburg, Oregon. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that. U-M-P-Q-U-A, Umpqua. Mm -hmm. uh, he left a manifesto. He outlined his interest in other killings, included that, including the Isla Vista one that we just talked about, his anger at not having a girlfriend, and just a general hostility. He related with Elliot Roger and other shooters saying that they're people who stand with the gods before the attack. Somebody on a message board speculated that he was saving himself for someone special, uh, but he had replied involuntarily. So <laughs> a few hours before the shooting, somebody suspected to be Harper Mercer posted a threat to a Pacific Northwest college 
uh, to a few online forums with incel posters. But I guess nothing was done to stop him or maybe nobody realized what was going on in time. Yeah. In 2016, Sheldon Bentley robbed and killed an unconscious man. Did he rob an unconscious man? In an alleyway in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, during the trial, he said that he killed the man by stomping on his abdomen. He was frustrated with his job as a security guard and with being an incel for four years. William Etchison killed two people before killing himself in December of 2017 in Aztec, New Mexico, in a shooting at Aztec High School where he had previously been a student. He used the pseudonym Elliot Roger on several online forums and praised the Supreme Gentleman, a term Roger had used to describe himself, which has since become a common reference among incel communities. Nicholas Cruz, man, there are a lot of these, mm -hmm. uh, killed 17 and injured 17 in 2018 in a shooting in Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Motivated by extreme views, Cruz had previously posted online that Elliot Roger will not be forgotten. 2018 vehicle ramming attack in Toronto, Alec Manassian. That's I what guess. I'm going with. Yeah, convicted of 10 counts of first degree murder, 16 counts of attempted murder. Before the attack, he was posting on Facebook that the incel rebellion has already begun. That incel rebellion term is used along with the term beta uprising, you know, violence response by incels to sexual deprivation or, or what they perceive as such. Yeah. Following the attack, a poster on the website created uh, to supersede the incels forum on Reddit wrote about this person. I hope this guy wrote a manifesto because he could be our next new saint. <sighs> so the police claimed that this guy had been radicalized by incel communities. And there was a video interview later released in 2019 showing him being interrogated by the police shortly after the attacks. Who are the targets for the, this uprising be? All of the uh, alpha males. All the alpha males. So the chats. Yes. So that's those are the people you, that, that that you want to kill. Yes. Okay. All right. And who else? Any uh, uh any of the Stacys who uh, do not wish to uh, give their love and affection to the incels. So they they you, they're a target as well. Yes. To be killed. Yes. Okay. And what about the normies? No, uh, yeah, norm, normies. Yes, we uh, do. We do. We don't necessarily wish to. Uh, kill the normies but we do wish to uh, subjugate them uh, in order to make them understand that the um, that our type is uh, the more superior one right right so when you say subjugate what do you mean by that mean meaning uh, either imprison them or put them in a lower position in society okay All so right. that they acknowledge um, the incels or the uh, Pepe the frog types as the more superior ones so in this video, Manassian is shown to tell the police that he was a virgin and that he was motivated by resentments of the Chads and Stacys, as well as women who gave their love and affection to obnoxious brutes rather than to him. A uh, video showed him saying that he hoped the alleged attack would inspire future masses to join me in becoming part of the beta uprising. The judge found him guilty on all counts and wrote in her decision that he had attempted to tie his attack to the insult community as a way of increasing his notoriety and that working out his exact motivation for this attack is close to impossible. She found that Manassian had lied to the police about much of the incel motivation he talked about and that the incel movement was not, in fact, a primary driving force behind the attack. So, that's interesting. Uh, 2018, Scott Burrell, I'm going to say, killed two, Byerly, killed two, injured four, killed himself at a hot yoga in Tallahassee. 
He'd been a follower of the incel ideologies and had a history of arrest for grabbing women's buttocks. Did you just grab my ass? Sir, from where I'm standing, that's a physical impossibility. Uh, I know your tricks, Dewey. In 2014, he posted YouTube videos of himself talking about extreme hatred and anger over not having a girlfriend, mentioning Elliot Rogers. So this is a guy who's really inspired quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He was posting misogynistic, racist, and violent, and homophobic songs to SoundCloud before the attack. In 2019, Christopher Cleary was arrested for posting on Facebook that he was planning to shoot up a public place soon and be the next mass shooter, killing as many girls as I see. That's a guy that we mentioned at the beginning of this because he was a virgin and never had a girlfriend. He was described as an incel, and in 2019, May of that year, he was sentenced to up to five years in prison. Uh, Brian Isaac Clyde began what was intended to be a mass shooting at Earl Cabell Federal Building and Courthouse in Dallas in 2019, but was shot by police fatally uh, before he was able to injure anybody. So he had shared incel memes on social media, uh, referenced right-wing beliefs. He was talked about by the Joint Base Andrews Military Base uh, when they were describing incels as a threat to both military members and civilians. So in this, it's saying that Clyde referenced right-wing beliefs and conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories. So for me, that is the media trying to kind of push conspiracy theorists and people that have right-wing beliefs or conservative beliefs, as some might describe it, um, it, kind of trying to put them into the same category. And that bothers me because I see that a lot where, you know, just because he believed that, you know, there were two shooters for JFK doesn't mean that conspiracy believers or truth seekers tries to push me into that category you know what i mean like it's trying to say that because this person believed in a conspiracy theory conspiracy theorists are crazy and dangerous and we have to do something about it i mean is that the vibe you're getting yeah kind of yeah that anybody with conservative beliefs is potentially right-wing yeah so so yeah had shared memes People talked about him at the Joint Base Andrews briefing about this threat. Uh, so that's pretty bad if you're well known enough that a military base is talking about you. They don't give a lot mm-hmm. of context as to why that is. Yeah. So they praised attackers who aren't even necessarily incels, didn't maybe identify as them. There was a shooting in 2017 in Vegas. Uh, I remember that pretty clearly, hearing about that mm-hmm. on the news. But they thought that the guy who did it, Stephen Paddock, was a hero because he was targeting normies. So in 2018, the Toronto shooting, they just thought he might be an incel. No ident- mm-hmm. no, no motive was identified. Uh, in the 2020s, Tobias Rothian. Two mass shootings in Hanau, Germany uh, on February 19th of 2020 killed 10 and then killed himself, left behind a manifesto that Insider called delusional. Some of the media is calling him an incel. Although the International Center for Counterterrorism said that it was his, his manifesto had misogynist remarks, some being similar to those used by incels, but it doesn't demonstrate a clear connection with the incel community, either in terms of evidence that the shooter frequented incel forums or shared basic incel ideology. 
The manifesto also had racist and paranoid writings in it, and he called for the extermination of non-whites and claimed that he had uh, not had a relationship with a woman because the government had been monitoring him. So that's just a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, you can blame a lot on the government, but I just don't see a senator being like, hey, this guy, no women for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's all I got. Go ahead. So there was a guy, Armando Hernandez Jr., who allegedly opened fire on May 20th of 2020 at the Westgate Entertainment District in Glendale, Arizona, before he was arrested by police. 19-year-old was critically injured. A 30-year-old woman and a 16-year-old girl suffered minor injuries. According to the Maricopa County Prosecutor, the shooter identified himself as an incel and claimed that he wanted to target couples and shoot at least 10 people. The prosecutor said Mr. Hernandez is a self-professed incel. He was taking out his anger at society, the feeling that he has been bullied, the feeling that women didn't want him. The prosecutor also alleged that Hernandez sent a video of the attack to a woman he wished to impress. So that's a lot more compelling that this is dangerous than other you know, incidents where they say, well, he might have been an incel because he left yeah. a crazy manifesto where he said like whatever bizarre you know, thread of consciousness he had going on at the time. Or he was misogynistic, so he must be an incel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So between January and July 2020, five self-identified incels were arrested in various incidents in North America for killing or planning to kill women. One of them was Cole Carini. Uh, he was charged with making false statements to law enforcement in June of 2020 after claiming serious injuries to his hands had been caused by a lawnmower accident. Police alleged that Carini was actually injured trying to make a bomb and that he had written a note threatening violence and referenced Elliot Roger again. In April of 2021, a 19-year-old self-described incel was arrested for allegedly videotaping himself approaching women sitting outside a restaurant in Manhattan and telling him he was going to didn't need a bomb. He could have just been looking for the bathroom, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I, God, I read this headline a while ago. I don't know if it's true, but it was like, you know, man, or like bomb squad called in because the guy said he was going to blow up the bathroom. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> somebody misunderstood what he was talking about. At the store in Wichita, a customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> to Ethan now, please. No. <laughs> We're going to have to go to a commercial. No, break. we're going to get it. We're going to get it. <laughs> All right. We're, we can do this. <clears throat> All right. This guy had been arrested before for harassing people, recording or live streaming it for assaults, using pepper spray, stuff like that. Uh, another self-identified incel from Ohio was arrested in July of 2021, charged with a hate crime and possessing a machine gun. Uh, he posted on incel websites and, you know, kind of talked about Elliot Roger and praised him. He wrote a manifesto talking about wanting to slaughter women 
and allegedly wrote about a goal of killing 3,000 people in a mass casualty attack. So that's, uh, that's, that's quite a bit. You guys get what we're, what we're going on about. There's a lot of, there, there seems to be a mix mm-hmm. of people who feel kind of victimized by the world and people who are genuinely incels mm-hmm. and are using that ideology. Cause there are people who are like, Oh no, they're an incel because they're like, nobody loves me. I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't have anybody. And then there's people that are like, I am an incel. Right. So. Yeah. There are people who are like, I like what this person did who identified as an incel. I am also an incel. I am doing this because of that. And yeah. There are other people who are just angry at the world. And I feel like, I mean, this, there are so many of these, man. There are so many mm-hmm. pages of this in our notes. You know, all of these incidents that happen because people feel alone and they don't know how to approach people. They don't know how to make themselves attractive to the opposite gender or, or, or the same gender or whatever it is they're attracted to. I'm saying opposite gender because we're it, when it's incels, we're typically talking about men trying to get with women. Well, we could do a whole podcast on each one of these shootings or, or yeah. you know, murders or whatever, but we just don't have time to you know, yeah, to do that yeah. today. Well, and I think what you were saying earlier is really important. You know, don't stigmatize getting help, man. Mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. don't feel like you're weak because you need to talk to somebody about something like don't resort to thinking that you need to kill yourself and everybody else to solve your problem. Right. It's not going to change anything. If you kill people, it's, it's going to make people hate your group. Yeah. And if you're an incel and you don't want to be an incel because incel is involuntary, you know, find somebody that you know who's in a romantic relationship and just get some advice. Yeah. You don't need to hire like a coach or something, but just be like, hey, man, what what could I be doing? And I'm saying, hey, man, in like a gender neutral way, because I call all my female employees bro and stuff like that. So I, I use man and bro in very gender neutral ways. Seek help. Don't go to fucking pickup artists that show you how Mm -hmm. to, you know, get a girl in bed because it seems like what most of these people at least self-describe is seeking a relationship, not just sex, because they talk about their emotions and their feelings of inequity and things like that. And, you know, just being a pickup artist isn't going to change your outlook you know it's not gonna mm-hmm. it's not going to fix things you need real help from trained people to fix these because in all honesty 99% of people I think want a safe relationship with someone that is their equal that they can confide in and share everything with and you will not get that if you're trying to be a pickup artist you know what I mean mm-hmm Mm -hmm. So seek help from people that can actually help you. And violence isn't going to change people's views. If you really want to help the incel community, come out, tell people who you are, tell them why you feel the way you do, and try and make people empathize instead of making people hate. It's not like people are going to say, well, incels have killed 700 people this past year. Let's uh, just give them some women. It's a diluted concept of 
social structure and relationship structure that are causing these problems. And you're not going to be able to fix it by yourself. You're, you're going right. to need help. And you need to seek the right kind of support. Because as we're going to talk, right. or as you know, I'm about to tell you, you know, some of the, some of the research, you know, there, there are opinions from these different people, like uh, a journalist, Dave Futrell. He described the communities as violently misogynistic and that they just get worse. There's more alt-right and white supremacist stuff. The overlap between these these different hate groups just tends to make things worse. And psychologist and sex researcher James Cantor, and that's a title you have to say while you wag your eyebrows up and down, sex researcher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 29 years he's been just filming people in there having sex. He even watched him go to the bathroom. Now, the man defended his actions by defining himself as a search, re uh, as, a, as a sex researcher and social observer rather than a pervert. Uh, described incels as a group of people who usually lack sufficient social skills and find themselves very frustrated. And essentially he goes on to, I'm not going to quote him directly, but he goes on to say that they're essentially just in an echo chamber. That's what he's mm -hmm. really getting at. He's yeah. saying that when you're in these groups, you kind of lose track of what what the normal discourse is and what normal people's you know kind of problems and, and concerns are. And you just get more and more extreme, which I, I definitely see. You know, I see that kind of right. stuff on Twitter. You know, somebody posts something, somebody posts something back to it, disagreeing with it. And it just gets people just pile on and it just gets worse and worse. And then that's all you have. And yeah. getting out of that kind of group is you need to get around people who are not experiencing the same thing as you. Right. Because get out of that you're 1%. only going to frustrate yourself. Yeah. You're going to frustrate yourself more. I mean, it's nice to feel like you're not alone, mm -hmm. but if you're trying to, if you want help improving your prospects, hanging out with other people who don't know how to improve their prospects is probably <laughs> not the right way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, it's good to have the emotional support of having people going through something similar, but you also need to branch out so you don't get kind of stuck in this in this mindset in this spiral. Agreed. Senior research fellow at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, Amarnath Amrasingham. <laughs> yeah, kind of sound like I'm I'm a singham. Amarnath <laughs> Amara Singham. I want to sing about the sun about and the moon. Uh, another researcher compared the radicalization of incels in forums to teenagers being urged to go to extreme measures on online forums that promote anorexia and other eating disorders and to online campaigns convincing people to join uh, another incel type forum speaking about incels feelings of entitlement to sex. Davy said the attitude can go as far as to the justification of rape. And yeah, I mean, I think he's basically saying the same thing we are go get help outside your group because if you're trying to lose weight don't join the we go to fucking golden corral five times a week group you know get with people that are healthy that can help you see things healthily and and help you advance into what you really want i have to wonder a little bit if because we see a lot of times like people who are serial killers that like target gay men, they're targeting gay men and saying, Oh, I hate gay people. I want to kill gay people because they hate themselves because they have those feelings. You know what I mean? Mm. 
So I wonder about that a little bit. But while generally agreeing with the critics' concerns about misogyny and other negative characteristics in the incel subculture, some commentators have been more sympathetic towards incels, which is going to have to happen if we're going to stop this violence. You can't just be like, fuck you guys, we're done with you, and then expect them to be like, okay, well, we'll just stop being violent then. It doesn't work that way. In April 2018, Robin Hansen wrote a blog post likening access to sex with access to income, writing that he found it puzzling that similar concern had not been shown to incels as to low-income individuals. Hansen was criticized by some for discussing sex as if it was a commodity. Others wrote more positively about his opinions. New York Times columnist Ross Doubt That wrote a similarly controversial op-ed in May 2018 titled The Redistribution of Sex, in which he suggested... What did he suggest? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Sex robots. <laughs> and sex workers would inevitably be called upon to satisfy incel's sexual desires. I'm going to have to send you this... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a sex robot music video. Oh, darn. I was excited until you said music video. <laughs> Some commentators wrote articles agreeing with this view, including Toby Young, who agreed that sex robots could be a, quote, workable solution. Others criticized the column for objectifying women and for legitimizing the incel ideology. So... If you look at it as the incel ideology of women are horrible, all that, then yeah, that's bad. But they have a real feeling. It's a genuine feeling. They're not deciding that they're undesirable, maybe. You know, I, I mean, there's a root to the weed. And the weed is the violence that's, you know, sprouting up in society. But what happens if you cut the weed? It just grows right back. You have to fix the root. And these right. people, I think, are seeking to fix the root of the problem, not just to, you know, cut the weed. Right. And similarly, if you'll let me kind of take us forward a little bit, mm -hmm. there people are criticizing even the platforms. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're we've had Reddit who banned the incels forum in twenty seventeen. Most of the other communities were banned by September of 2019, but there are still incels reportedly on there. Uh, there are a lot of people doing that sort of thing on Twitter. Cloudflare is a service which protects uh, sites against DDoS attacks or denial of service attacks that can take down websites. They also cache and obfuscate sources hosting content so that they can protect it and you know prevent downtime and things like that. But some web hosts have terminated service for some of these sites. So it's it's a thing where they're they're finding a group that maybe has a genuine problem and they're trying to stop them from talking or, or at least yeah. stop these echo chambers as yeah. opposed to, you know, thinking like, oh, we have maybe kind of a societal issue here that we need to, mm -hmm. to look at more closely. Yeah. So the uh, media has also been criticized for the way that they cover, you know, some of these incel groups. You know, some people are saying that the media is trying to normalize and only describe them as sexually frustrated. Uh, people, again, are saying that the, the the media reporting is 
basically making these people famous. Yeah. You know, they're, they're giving them notoriety or they're blaming victims saying that women who rejected these guys are the ones who provoked the attacks in general. Right. You know, some, some people are sympathetic about incels. Like we just talked about with the sex robot guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but even those are getting, you know, some, some backlash for kind of legitimizing their ideology. And uh, Samantha Cole in Vice condemned media outlets who, quote, cover and amplify toxic internet culture as if it's valid ideology, end quote. So uh, we can go back to Machine Gun Kelly or, you know, totally not Machine Gun Kelly from 2021 in the Political Research Associates think tank. Uh, M. Kelly wrote about attempts by various incels to rebrand the community and that the incels attempts to reframe their identity have also been helped along by researchers, journalists, and counter-violent uh, extremism experts who in their attempts to investigate and understand incels have given them larger, more mainstream platforms. These new platforms have allowed incels to reframe the public narrative about them, minimizing the threat their community poses, and have amplified or even endorsed their hate-laced grievances, centering their self-perceived victimhood at the hands of women who deny them sex. And that's the end of that very long quote. What are you doing to achieve sex for you know for lack of a better term i mean if you're going out and you're using pickup lines and you got your hair slicked back and stuff like that yeah i don't know i think it all goes back to seeking proper help yeah 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 and mental health i don't you know when i started when i told you this was what i wanted to cover today i kind of thought it would be I don't know. I thought it would be some of this, but I didn't think that by the end I would be thinking like, maybe this is just about loneliness and like a lack of connection more than anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think maybe some of these people, because, you know, we're talking about that they're, they're in this echo chamber and they're not uh, the most mentally healthy, you know, mm -hmm. in that they're not exposed to healthy relationships. Right. Maybe it's, it's just that they're substituting sex for like a real connection, you know, because it can make yeah. a huge difference. I've had a really rough couple of weeks. And one of my workers was in the bar. She was there for like a costume party we were doing and just decided to show up for a little while. And, you know, I'm reasonably close with everybody who works there, but we just wound up talking for like hours. You know, mm -hmm. she was showing me pictures of her and her boyfriend and their, their pets and stuff. And I was telling her things about me and Kim and our pets. And we just had this really nice conversation and kind of bonded. And it just like, it changed my whole outlook, you know, having mm -hmm. this like personal interaction instead of, you know, the normal interactions that I have, which are with like salespeople and banks and representatives yeah. from different branches of city government or, you know, telling my employees what they should or shouldn't do and fielding questions and stuff like that. Like it was really nice to have like a genuine connection with somebody for a little while, even though it's 100 percent, you know, platonic. Right. And so so anyway, I'm, I'm my very long winded way of saying like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Get well, up get help surrounding yourself with healthy relationships and positive influences. And if you think that random sexual partners is going to be fulfilling, I think you're going to be severely disappointed. I, I think that at least the way it's being presented, that incels think if I could just get sex regularly, everything would be fine. But that isn't fulfilling. I, I mean, is it better than not having sex? I don't know. 
because I've never had that problem, biatches. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's very relatable. <laughs> they're they're looking for fulfillment in something that isn't inherently <sighs> fulfilling. Sex is fulfilling when you have a partner that you want to share intimacy with. It's not, mm. you know, ha- having a sexual relationship is different than fucking. If if you just want to fuck, you can go get a prostitute. You can jerk off. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you think that just random sexual encounters with people you don't care about are all that's missing from your life, you're going to be sorely disappointed if you get that because it's not going to be fulfilling like you think it is. Mm-hmm. That's my final thought. Yeah. Tell them what they need to know. What do they need to know? They need to know a lot. We just went over a lot of stuff. But I guess, really, ultimately, what you should come away with is, please, like, subscribe, share, <laughs> do these things to help us out, because it, you know, takes a lot of effort to make these. You know, Jay goes through a lot to do the editing and coming up with a lot of the notes for us, and then... Just so you guys know, this episode was 40 pages. Yeah. 40 pages. Now it's written in, in 16 fine but still a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot so yeah it helps us to see that people actually like what we're doing here so if you want to spread this you know friends families maybe you maybe there's somebody who could i don't know somehow benefit from hearing what we've just been talking about today you know share it Mm -hmm. if you don't like somebody and you hate us send us somebody you don't like that's right punish them we'll take it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you write, I remember an email, or not an email, I guess it was a letter back then. Did you ever listen to Car Talk? No. Click and clack on NPR? Nope. Uh, they got a letter from a listener one time who wrote about how much they hated listening to these two guys, and then they put P.S. My dog hates you too. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, I wasn't so upset about the first part, but, but the dog. <laughs> anyway. That's all we've got for you on Incels. Don't forget to send case suggestions to crypticpodcast at gmail.com. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. 